Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Welcome to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Timothy Smith, and I'm broadcasting from Holy Cross Catholic Parish in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Lift high the cross, and we proclaim our Lord is King as we celebrate our Catholic faith right here in the Upper Midwest on the Real Presence Radio Listening Network. And we're glad to welcome you to Real Presence Live, our morning show where we highlight topics and features from around the Upper Midwest, featuring the lives and the prayers of holy lay people as well as priests and religious and those who are following Jesus as a missionary disciples one day at a time. Uh, my name is Father Timothy Smith. Again, I'm your host for this morning segment of Real Presence Live, and I'm a Catholic priest, and I'm a pastor of Holy Cross Parish in Ipswich, South Dakota, also Our Lady of Perpetual Help and St. Thomas the Apostle. And we're so grateful uh, that you can be with us during this month of October, this month of Mary, as we continue to hold up our most holy rosaries and uh, sing the praises of Our Lady uh, Hail Queen of Heaven and Earth. And so before we begin this morning of Real Presence Live, let's begin with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Father in Heaven, we ask that you would pour forth your blessings upon us as we lift our hearts to you and ask that you would bless us during this day. We pray for all those who go about their daily work and their vocations, that they would be encouraged on the road to holiness that they would be strengthened through the prayers of the Church, the sacrifice of the Holy Mass, and the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and of all the saints. And we ask that you would strengthen all of us as we turn to you and lift up our hearts to you. We ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Come Holy Spirit, come through Mary. And again this month of October... Uh, this last week, we celebrated, uh, of course, the Feast of the Most Holy Rosary, which was on October 7th, and a great uh, time for the Church to rejoice at this powerful uh, devotion, this sacramental of the Holy Rosary. And I'm joined this morning by uh, one of the Church's own deacons, uh, who is a powerful witness to just the life of the Rosary in the Church. And so this morning, we're joined on Real Presence Live by Mr. Deacon Thane Barnier. Uh, Deacon Thane, how are you this morning? I'm good, Father. How are you doing? Doing good, and again, I'm so grateful to have you on here on Real Presence Live. Uh, uh, Deacon Thane, uh, you're Deacon of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, and uh, I'm so grateful also that you're a brother in the Knights of Columbus. And my friendship with you, we were both uh, participants at the Knights of Columbus Council there at the Cathedral of St. Joseph, um, where prior to uh, becoming an ordained deacon for the church, uh, you were very active in, in Knights of Columbus. And of course, um, I'm just so grateful to have you on Real Presence Live this morning. Uh, deacon, share with us more about uh, our listeners, who you are, your family, and, and how you serve the church these days. Well, uh, I am Deacon Thane Bernier. I was ordained in May of 2018. Um, 
my wife and I, uh, Joanne, uh, Joanne uh, serves the church as well, working uh, in the chancery office, and I'm assigned at St. Therese uh, Parish in uh, Sioux Falls, where I also serve as the office management communications director. Um, you know, still very active in the Knights of Columbus. Uh, I'm the deputy grand knight of the Little Flower Council over at my new parish as well, and still active with uh, many other uh, events that they do. Also, both uh, both of us are very active in the Legion of Mary. Uh, my wife is the president for our presidium, Our Lady of Perpetual Health, that we have over at St. Therese. Um, so both of us have had a, a, a devotion to uh, the Rosary for a very long time. I'm a convert to the faith. Um, so uh, I grew up Baptist, converted to Catholicism after many years of kicking and screaming that I wasn't going to do it. Um, and one of the main ways that I have grown in my faith and closer to Jesus Christ uh, is through uh, our Blessed Mother and the Rosary. It's really brought me closer to Jesus. Well, that's a beautiful testimony, and uh, uh, gone from uh, being raised Baptist to being a rosary-praying uh, Legion of Mary, Knights of Columbus, a deacon at the service of the altar in the church. Uh, what a powerful testimony, Deacon Thane, and I'm so grateful uh, for your testimony with us this morning. Now, you're highly involved in a group that focuses on the rosary. Can you tell us more about that? Well, I'd say I'm involved in two groups that highly focused on the rosary, the Legion of Mary and the Knights of Columbus. Both groups are very, very focused on uh, 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 bringing the rosary out to people and, and encouraging devotion to this prayer. And uh, I guess it was 2009, um, we came together and we decided to form, to try and really promote praying the rosary in our parishes. And it started trying to get all of our parishes in Sioux Falls to pray the rosary before Mass. And um, we had a, a uh, uh, the Legion of Mary over at St. Mary's Parish did a October rosary rally. Where one weekend they would have a public rosary somewhere in the public square. And uh, because my nickname has always been Go Big or Go Home, uh, mm-hmm. we said, that's not enough. Let's do one once a, once a week. And, uh, of course, my brother Knight said, well, let's do one every day. So we started this program of trying to pray somewhere in the public square every day in the month of October. Um, and those first uh, couple of years, it was kind of tough. It was, you know, just... Uh, you know, three or four of us who were leading all of these rosaries every day. Um, and that quickly became not the case. People have been coming together to lead these rosaries all over Sioux Falls uh, in many different uh, locations, many different places, uh, all just trying to to get that group out, uh, uh, get th- that word out that uh, praying the rosary is a good way to, to lift up our prayers uh, for all of our needs. Well, that sounds like a great, uh, you know, a grassroots effort at uh, sharing the faith. And if I think about uh, some of the great uh, saints in the life of the church and uh, people who have been declared venerable, uh, one of my one that comes to mind is uh, a venerable Pauline Jericot, whom I have a great devotion. She started the Living Rosary, but it's really these mm-hmm. uh, these these interpersonal relationship, these, these personal invitations uh, to other members of the church that let's spend some time with one another and and pray the Rosary, and that's really that's how we live evangelization and and discipleship. It's 
it's very ordinary. It's an expression about our existing relationships. People would say, how do I start some big organization? Do I have to have a committee meeting right away? No, you just need to share your faith with the people that God put in your life. And Deacon Thane, that's a great example of of living that evangelization by just being led by grace and the people in, in your regular life. It doesn't have to be so uh, roughly organized. It can be very natural. And you just depicted a beautiful expression of, of faith and prayer through just these ordinary uh, friendships and experiences that you have in your life. So, you know, you kind of explain how the group started. How, what's been the response for the people that, that are praying these rosaries together? Um, how are people responding? You know, it's really been an, an amazing thing to watch. Um, you know, it's when we first started, we'd have, you know, three or four people that would get together uh, on each of these, and, you know, we'd pray. And and uh, over the next couple of years, it, it started to become something where families would come out, and we'd have families. Um, we've had those times when, you know, we'd have just random people who'd be walking by who would stop, and pray with us. I'll never forget, we were praying on 26th Street out in front of, of Christ the King, and a young man was jogging by, and, and we had a sign there that you know, we're, we were, that year we were really praying for the country because things were getting so divisive, and we just said, you know, we need to pray for healing and unity. Hmm. And the guy stopped and prayed with us, and um, <clears throat> he was, wasn't being religious, completely unchurched, but just thought, this sounds like a good idea. And he stopped, somebody handed him a rosary and a card, and he joined in and followed along, not even knowing what he was doing. Um, but then a year later, uh, here comes the same guy walking by, stops and sits down and prays with us again. Um, so you never know who you're going to touch. Um, and the neatest thing as far as people's responses for me was, last year because of COVID, we, we didn't do this project. Um, there sure. was just too many unknowns. We just didn't know where we were going to be. Um, and this year, when things started rolling around, uh, frankly, life has been busy. And I was like, well, I don't know that I have the time to really organize all this. The number of phone calls and emails and texts that I got from people going, hey, are we going to do this again? We really want to do this, uh, was just an absolute validation of the Holy Spirit for us. So Joanne and I said, you know what? People want this. We need to put this together. And, you know, that first year when we were trying to fill the calendar, uh, we struggled. And, and it, it took us three months to fill the calendar. This year, in in less than 48 hours, I had every date on the calendar filled from people stepping up saying, hey, we'll lead a rosary. Um, and that right there, uh, for me, is the greatest testament that not only are people willing to come out and pray the rosary, People are willing to step up and lead these these opportunities for people to come out in prayer. And that is what it means to be a missionary disciple. That's exactly what the bishop is talking about, when he, uh, Bishop DeGrood, when he talks about this, this vision of lifelong Catholic missionary discipleship through God's love. And that's a beautiful testimony, Deacon. And again, uh, how interpersonal it is. Uh, sometimes there's this tendency in the life of the Church for people to say, well, unless Father announces it at the end of the Mass, then it's probably not worth me doing. But there's so many things in the life of the Church that really activate holiness, and they don't depend upon a 
glib little mass announcement before the final blessing. Really, it's about living faith day to day and really not holding back saying, oh, if it's not in the bulletin, then I really am not going to invest my energy. It's about living faith day in and day out from when you get up in the morning to when you go to bed at night. And that's what that missionary discipleship, it's about a, a state of mind. It's about a whole attitude of living life in Christ one day at a time. You know, Deacon, thank and it's about Yeah, go ahead. It's about making our faith personal. Sure. You know, personal to us. And we become personally invested in, in, in this idea of having a relationship with the Lord, having a relationship with the Blessed Mother, and helping others have that relationship. Um, and when we're invested in that way, that's when the Holy Spirit works through us. You know, say a little bit more why why the rosary was really this touch mark that really got you started. And we'll take a break in a couple minutes, but really, why, why did you really hone in on the rosary? <clears throat> the, rosary the rosary for me uh, was, uh, I struggle with meditation. Right. I always have, this contemplative prayer. The rosary almost instantly drew me into being able to meditate on the mysteries of Jesus Christ in a way that I never had before. And, you know, I was, I was cocky. I, I grew up uh, reading the Bible every day. I figured I know, I know the Bible pretty good. I know Jesus. But the rosary drew me deeper into those mysteries, and they're called mysteries for a reason. But I have learned more about my relationship with the Lord through praying the rosary than any other devotion that I have done since I became Catholic. Um, and the effect that that meditation had on my journey uh, into the Church um, and into that deeper relationship with our Lord and Savior um, is why I have become so devoted to the Rosary and why I, I try to encourage others to pray because, um, you know, our, our Blessed Mother really does encircle us with her arms and draw us to Jesus. Uh, and the Rosary is just, it's, it's the perfect prayer. That's a beautiful testimony, Deacon Thane. Uh, again, to those just joining us, we're speaking with Deacon Thane Barnier, uh, a deacon of the Diocese of Sioux Falls, about uh, Rosary Sioux Falls Rosary Group, where they pray the public rosary all throughout the month of October, and really just making a personal witness and really living out that call to missionary discipleship. We're going to sh- take a short break, and we'll be back with Deacon Thane to talk more about this public witness of faith and how you could be inspired to do the same thing in your neck of the woods. Stay tuned right here on Real Presence Live. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Honor your Father by word and deed, that a blessing from Him may come upon you. Sirach 3.8 Our priests guide us on the right path and teach us about our Catholic faith. At Real Presence Radio, we'd like to honor them for helping to deepen our relationship with Jesus. Each week on Real Presence Live, we honor our fathers with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. You can nominate your priest to receive special recognition by going to yourcatholicradiostation.com. And thank you to all our priests for your service to the Holy Catholic Church. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. 
Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Father Timothy Smith, and I'm broadcasting from Holy Cross Parish in the Diocese of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, right in the heart of the Real Presence Radio Listening Network. And we're grateful to be proclaiming the glory of God the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary during this month of October, this month of the Holy Rosary. And our guest this morning is Mr. Deacon Thane Barnier. Uh, Deacon Thane, uh, again, thanks for your testimony about uh, really just making this public witness of the rosary. So why is it important that the group does a public rosary? And as you mentioned, as you travel around different parts of the city, you know, most of our parishes and our listening area, you know, whether they're in Minnesota, North or South Dakota, they're probably accustomed to having a rosary before Mass, right? They have their designated rosary leaders. Why is it important for us to do this as a public gesture of faith? Well, there's really two two facets to that. You know, one of the things when we started this, um, we were seeing a lot of challenges to uh, the concept of religious liberty. Uh, in, in our country, um, and we wanted to exercise our right to to worship, um, you know, openly and publicly. So that was one of the facets of that, and it still remains uh, a part of that as as we see those challenges still continuing. Uh, but the main reason for doing this publicly is if people don't see us praying. Hmm. They're, they're, they're not going to see that witness. Um, I think a lot of times when, when, when you hear that term, uh, fighting for religious liberty, it, it's almost too aggressive. And I think if we can expose people to the beauty of prayer, to the, the, the you know, there's something very beautiful about watching a group of people devoutly praying to the Lord and uniting their souls uh, to God. And even for people that may not understand what's happening, that may not have ever prayed in their lives, there's a witness to that. 
And anytime we can crack that door open, that's when the Holy Spirit can flood in. And, and you know, He's the one that does the heavy lifting, not us. Uh, so anytime we can open people up to being aware of the Holy Spirit's presence in their lives, even if they don't know He's there, um, that's uh, an action that we can take uh, that can really uh, convert and change souls. Well, that's a beautiful testimony. And you mentioned earlier about even uh, the occasions where you have someone who is non-religious or or perhaps, you know, maybe not Catholic, but they're, they're moved by this public witness and they're, and they're even provoked to join you in those prayers. And, that, and that's certainly fine. That's welcome. Uh, the rosary in itself is, is so iconic. It's reflected in art and literature. And even in popular culture, uh, the prayers of the Most Holy Rosary are really ubiquitous if you see it in film or, or in, in testimony. And so this is a real opportunity to catechize and really show this really fundamental uh, devotion in the Catholic life with other people in the world. And so, uh, Deacon, I just think this is a tremendous opportunity to be that public witness, which will spark that interest and that intrigue in people that encounter that. Now, if someone listening is inspired and they want to start a group in their area, what's some advice you can give them so that they're ready to make this, uh, this gesture of faith in their city or in their, their area? Well, first of all, pray. Um, you know, we say that so often that I think sometimes it can sound trite, but that's where you always start. Um, mm. You know, don't try too hard. Let the Holy Spirit impel you to where He wants you to be. The second thing is, after you get started and go for it, don't be discouraged um, by low numbers. Don't get tied up in numbers. Um, Because these kind of things take a while to build. You know, that first year, we didn't, first two, three years, we didn't have a whole lot of numbers. Mm. Now, um, you know, we've got 10, 15 people a night sometimes. Um, But it doesn't matter how many you have. If one person is moved and affected by one of these roles you should do, that's enough. Um, you know, it, the Holy Spirit will put you where you need to be in that moment. Um, so, really, it's just be open to the Holy Spirit moving you to how, when, and where, um, and just just uh, let it be what it wants, to, what He wants it to be, and don't be discouraged. That's a great encouragement because uh, so oftentimes people uh, may plan a specific event in their parish and uh, they may say, oh, this, this was, you know, a dismal failure. You know, I had hoped for a big turnout, but there was only just a small few or maybe the regular returners. But, uh, you know, there is something always happening there. Uh, if we just stay away, aware and stay open to what God wants to do to lead us and to join us. Now, you, you've been doing this in public places, uh, you know, around the Sioux Falls area, and you're in the city of Sioux Falls. You, you're a deacon at the parish, St. Therese Parish. You also work at uh, communications. Your spouse works for the Chancery. So you guys are really connected to the life of, you know, the, the nine or ten different parishes in the Sioux Falls area where you could really plan these out. What Are there any abnormal places where you've done a public rosary? What's, what's the most... Uh, you know, out of out of sort place that you thought you've done a public rosary where you didn't think it would be, uh, you know, really welcomed. And have you 
Is there one that really sticks out in your mind? You know, the the two that seem just uh, seem odd to people. Um, you know, one is um, I always like to do one on the Feast of St. Francis down at, at the zoo. And everybody goes, why would you do one down there? <laughs> well, yeah, that's a good one. Because he's very, you know, St. Francis is very uh, devoted to animals. and We often uh, have animals blessed on his feast day, and it just seemed, that seemed appropriate. So we would actually pray uh, a specific uh, chaplet version of the rosary called the Seven Joys of Mary, which is a, also called the Franciscan Crown, which is a little different from the traditional rosary, but focuses on those joyful moments uh, of Mary's life with Jesus. Um and then uh, at a couple of points, we, we've done a couple down uh, in the courtyard of the Federal Building, uh, and we've done uh, uh, the, the Chaplet of the Holy Face, which was uh, really a, a chaplet about uh, um, reconciliation and reparations, and it just seemed like uh, the appropriate thing to do down there. Um, and, you know, we weren't really sure what kind of response we were going to get, but it's a very public place, a lot of through traffic in there. You know, we had a lot of people stopping and at and talking to us. Um, but, you know, the most the most interesting one for me was praying out in front of the Bishop Dudley House, which uh, we're going to be doing tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Um, we didn't really know what to expect. We weren't sure how the, 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 the guests down there were going to respond. But the, the response that we got from these folks... Um, was so powerful, and what we had planned as a rosary became an opportunity to minister to these people that are are you know in in need who are, are struggling uh, in many aspects of life, primarily homelessness, and to minister to them and show them love um, in a way that even transcended what we were trying to do with the rosary. Uh, it was very unexpected. Oh, that's an amazing testimony. And again, to any of our listeners, if you're in the Sioux Falls area, uh, tomorrow evening you can join uh, Deacon Thane and the Rosary Group to pray in front of the Bishop Dudley Hospitality House. I'm sure you could find that on uh, your digital device mapping. That's really easy. It's in the central part of Sioux Falls. Uh, Deacon, are there any other locations? Um, where can people find out more information about where these rosaries are taking place uh, for communications? And how can they join you? Well, the best way is go to www.SiouxFallsRosary.com. Uh, all our events are listed there. Um, also, uh, you can find us on Facebook, uh, Sioux Falls Rosary, and uh, the uh, uh, on Facebook for the Legion of Mary of Eastern South Dakota. Um, all the events are posted there as well. That's a beautiful testimony. And again, SiouxFallsRosary.com, correct? And that's Correct. really easy to find uh, information about where these public rosaries will be taking place. And uh, again, St. Therese Parish is where Deacon Thane Barnier is also uh, working from. So if you ever need anything in the city, you can reach out to him and he can always connect you to Legion of Mary, Knights of Columbus, or any of those great uh, you know, ecclesial organizations that support uh, the church all throughout the year. Um, Deacon Thane, any final thoughts for our listeners? We have a couple minutes left. Um, that you just want to encourage them in their own devotion to the Holy Rosary? You know, as a convert, I, I really thought that I really thought that, that Mary was going to be a stumbling block for me. Um, but, you know, I'm a mama's boy. Hmm. So 
it turned out that that uh, you know my mother is one that really taught me the faith, and Mary, our blessed mother, has taught me more about Jesus um, than any other experience I've had in my life. Um, she really does reach out and draw us to to uh, her divine son, and I always encourage. Uh, our, our, our people going through RCA, our confirmation kids, create, you know, cultivate a devotion to the rosary. Anytime I have a problem or a decision to make, I pray a, a novena. I pray the rosary. I listen to the Holy Spirit. And, um, it, it you know, the rosary has, has won wars. Uh, the rosary has, has changed hearts. And for me, the rosary has has really brought me closer to Christ in ways that I never imagined possible. Thank you for the testimony. Deacon Thane Barnier, uh, you can join him and the other Rosary Crusaders right there in Sioux Falls at the Sioux Falls Rosary. And again, you can get information by going to www.siouxfallsrosary.com. And you, there you can get a list of events all during the month of October. They'll be praying a public rosary each day um, from great locations, whether it's a parish, a central site located publicly in the city, or even, as you heard earlier, at the Great Plains Public Zoo on the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. That's really creative, Deacon. I love it uh, to hear uh, just how your imagination has been fired. So uh, thank you very much, Deacon Thane, for being with us this morning. All right. Thank you, Father. And coming up next, we're going to have one of my brother priests, and we're going to talk about what makes today special in our church's history, especially in relationship to the Blessed Virgin Mary and the apparition of Our Lady of Fatima. Father Derek Weekman from the Diocese of St. Cloud will be with us very soon right here when we come back on Real Presence Live. Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 